Hello. Oh, are, we, are we starting right now? <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? That's what you added? What? Dude, not that. Ah, man. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, last episode I liked a lot because it showed a lot of our true, like, true unediting that I don't edit on, on our podcast. I just cut and paste. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I think it was fucking hilarious from the beginning to the end. The with with like the Cat Williams and all. Yeah, and then you're like la- something happened. You're laughing, and then you're like I'm high, and then I dropped the phone. And <laughs> I was just like, but it was dope. I liked it. Oh man. Well, yeah. I just, I just fucking try one of these ends. Well, let's let's get it going. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Real Rhythm Podcast. Real I am Peter Rhythm. B. I am Big Lexa. We're back at you. Yeah. Uh, back in, I just, I just uh, literally just took out a one of these. I'm trying these Zen packets for these like new, little nicotine things. Um, Is that like a? Um, it's a. It's not dip. It's like a. Nicotine. I was going to say it's, dip. It's literally. It's kind of like it. You put it in your, uh, in your lip. I just took one out. It, I I tried them a while back, but they were pretty intense, like nicotine. This is only three milligrams. Isn't that dip? No, it, it, dip is like tobacco. Like oh, okay. you t- it's like chewing tobacco. Mm. You stick it right there, and yeah. then, then your mouth gets all like nasty, and you have to spit shit. Yeah. This this Bing. is more. more I, I guess it's cleaner. No tobacco. It's just nicotine. Okay. But apparently, like nicotine's a nootropic, and this and that. You don't want to obviously do it that much because it is it is um, addicting. But you do get a little bit of a like, like a little like, rush. A little bit, yeah. That, that was an odd. Like a like a like a Newport. Kinda. <laughs> I mean, that's what people smoke cigarettes for. They get the they get that little rush. Smoke some weed and then you go outside and smoke a new port. Yeah, I, I did vaping for so for a good a good amount of time. Like those different colored vapes and shit. I I I I did like them, but like I would get my nephews and stuff that would kind of give me side eye look because I guess they they were telling the kids from the get go that they're they're bad for you and I, and they are. I mean, I I didn't realize that they were that much. Uh, of a health risk I was always under the assumption That since they were vape You're vaping like if Vapor so to speak Yeah quote unquote. No there's a lot of Electronic parts in it And stuff like yeah, that Yeah and and it's just not good You guess you can't really Trust a lot of the companies it's like, like most things You can't trust a lot of the companies Shit, that are, yeah. You're inhaling it It's just it, it, Like there was like All those syndromes and shit Where people were getting Like, like 20 year old kids Couldn't you know, breathe right I already have Well yeah issue. And also fucking the, them, them being able to purchase it at, Even though they're not old enough to purchase, but somehow a twelve-year-old would be walking down the street, fucking. Yeah, it's not cool. Well, that's the same thing. I mean, when I was, I think when I was in high school, I, I, I used to buy these Camel cigarettes that were like vanilla cream. Oh, man, oh I, yeah, those I are dope. Good money for those. Those guys. blends. Yeah, the blends. Yeah, the fucking blends. blends. Those yeah. were delicious. Those were fucking delicious. Yeah. Citrus. They had like yeah. fucking Kahlua coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cream. The cream was. So you favorite. definitely got those Marlboro coupons in the mail that would if you bought certain things you got free stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I didn't like put my address on, but yeah, I, I did I, at I some did. point. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a Seven Eleven. The guy was stocking. The Marlboro guy was stocking. He was like, you buy these often. I'm like, yeah, and he's like, here you go, me get your oh, information. Shit. Hell yeah! And I got like free, like free stuff, like Marlboro. But of course, it will say Marlboro all over it. Well, the, the ones I'm thinking were, were uh, they were Camel, but they were. But, but yeah, yeah, Camel but, blends. And then they had they had these little. They were a dope little tin. It was like a metal tin. Mm, yes. Yeah, those are dope. Those are fucking dope. Yeah. yeah. That, so I guess you could say they got me too, like because I I wanted like flavored shit. I, I once smoked. I remember smoking a Marlboro Red walking home from school. Oh, with fuck them. that. Yeah, and I remember getting you know, harsh. Yeah, yeah. I got home. I was I was walking home in like a hundred degrees. <laughs> 
every day. I got home. I had to lay down. I was like, oh shit, this is too much. <laughs> like you're like you're fucking hiking the Alps and shit. Yeah, oh, it was it was so bad. I, there, I think there's a fellow at my work that smokes Reds. That if you smoke Reds, man, you're you're intense. You're either a cowboy, or you're, you're just you're just an intense motherfucker. Yeah. Old school like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might yeah. as well roll up your own cigarettes. Fucking bust out the fucking zag and some tobacco. It's not. It's probably. It's probably even cleaner than half the shit they put in marbles yeah. and whatnot. Because you and, and but the good. I guess again they took away all the flavored shit in in um in California anyway, so you can't get that stuff. Can't all of get, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get those. Although you can still, like, if you go to like a smoke shop, you can still get the flavored yeah. vapes if you if you. If it's like a small shop, you know, you know the guy, that kind of thing. I'm sure they're out there. And then you got to go down the stairs to the basement. And <laughs> Not even. I went to the smoke shop I went to this morning. They they had they had them right. Th- I mean, they had them on the on the. It wasn't like behind any, the glass. Kinda, yeah, yeah. They had them. They're they're still out there. I mean, they're I hope. There. I can't imagine who the fuck is who's who who's the guy that's hired to go check. To see if they're selling. Yeah, those. I always think about that shit too. Like all these laws are put in place, and it's like, who really checks, checks this them? Seven yeah. Eleven, maybe because they're such a big corporation. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many of them, yeah, but yeah. and they're open twenty four seven. Yeah, and maybe uh, like I mean, but who's going to a uh, like a smoke shop like that and, and bugging them? Cal- have you ever had camel camel jades? Camel jades? Yeah, it's the same thing as blend. It's the blends. I mean, you have they have different colors and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. But I think it's jade. Yeah, they're it? like the menthol ones. They're like the menthol. Yeah, I don't even think you get menthol anymore. You can't get menthol cigarettes. Get menthol yeah, yeah, how is that? How are how are people <sighs> what is surviving? World coming to? I mean, <laughs> small 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 problems for sure. Small problems, but uh, you know who would uh, you know who would be smoking reds is uh, oh. one of the characters in my the, my first. Uh, Pick for the movies and the scenes. Yeah. No way. No uh, way. It wasn't a good transition, but it works. It works. It works. Ow. We're bringing <laughs> in your face. We're gonna. We're gonna. Uh, we'll keep it simple today. I want to start with. Uh, with. I want to start with just the. Uh, we'll drop in the scene so we can kind of. You can get a taste of what I'm talking about. This is gonna be the guy that would smoke reds. Would be Matthew McConaughey's character mm. in the season one of True Blood. Uh, his name is Russ. So we'll drop it in right here. True Blood or uh, not True Blood? Sorry, sorry. True Detective. <laughs> True detective, true detective. Russ, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Go! Right. You think the average IQ of this group is, huh? Can you see Texas up there on your high horse? What do you know about these people? Just observation and deduction. See a propensity for obesity, poverty, a yen for fairy tales. Folks putting what few bucks they do have in the little wicker baskets being passed around. I think it's safe to say that nobody here is going to be splitting the atom, Marty. Can you imagine if people didn't believe what things they'd get up to? Exact same thing they do now, just out in the open. Bull shit. It'd be a fucking freak show of murder and debauchery, and you know it. If the only thing keeping a person decent is the expectation of divine reward, then, brother, that person is a piece of shit. And I'd like to get as many of them out in the open. As Bam! Ow! We're yeah, back. There you go. There you go. That works. See? <laughs> yeah, but Matthew McConaughey he plays a great, great, uh, great part. Well, I'm, I'm talking. The, I'm talking about the whole series, uh, kind of. But the main thing is, is that they just came out with a new series. I think a couple weeks ago. Same series, but season four. Okay. Um, it, like Fargo, it, 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 they all were kind of separate, different stories, but that, I'll kind of get into that in a bit. But True Detective itself, uh, it's great, great show. Uh, it's an American anthology crime drama television series created by Nick Pizzolato. 
Oh, yeah, an anthology. So every season is a little bit different. Uh, season two and three didn't really connect to the other ones. Uh, the series itself, broadcast by the HBO, uh, premiered on January 12th in 2014. Each of the season of the series is structured as a self-contained narrative, employing new cast ensembles, great casts as well, and following various sets and characters, uh, really even cities and stuff too. They're in different areas. Uh, the first season, which is the one that's the most notable, I think the most people know about, um, it's it got the most critical acclaim. Uh, it aired in 2014, starring Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson, Oof. Michelle Monaghan, Michael Potts, and Tori Kittles, who mm-hmm. I don't know well, but they were both. And uh, of course, um, uh, Alexandra Daddario too. She played. She had a small part in that, but that kind of blew wow. her up. Wow! She, wow! If wow! You know her. She's hot. She's so. Her eyes are fantastic. They're just Smoking. Uh, it takes place in the first season. Takes place in Louisiana and follows a pair of Louisiana State Police detectives. And their pursuit of a serial killer with occult links over a 17-year period. The second season aired in 2015, starring Colin Farrell, wow. Rachel McAdams, wow. uh, Taylor Kitsch, who's, who got bigger over time, uh, Kelly Riley, and Vince Vaughn. Oof. It's set in California and focuses on three detectives from three cooperating pr- police jurisdictions and, and criminal-turned-businessmen as they investigate a series of crimes. The third season uh, was in 2019. It starred Mashallah Mar. Marishala Ali, you know him, he's yeah. super famous, he's going to be Blade. Oh, yeah. Carmen Ijogo, Stephen Dorff, uh, Scott McNary, and Ray Fisher. It takes place in the Ozarks over three time periods as a pair of Arkansas State Police uh, detectives investigate a macabre crime involving two missing children. The fourth season, the most recent, aired in 2024, first episode aired, I think, two weeks ago, titled Two True Detective Night Country, and it's starring Jodie Foster, returning as a uh, as a detective. You know, she got her biggest accolades from Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Um, it takes place in Alaska and follows the investigation into the sudden disappearance of eight men from a research station. Uh, Isa Lopez is also in it. Serves she's oh she's the actually the writer and director, marking Pizzolato's first time as neither the writer nor the showrunner, uh, and he was a big part of the first one. But the first season received uh, w- widespread acclaim from critics and earned high ratings for HBO. It received numerous awards, chiefly for its acting, cinematography, writing, and direction. Reception to the second and really the third were both positive reviews, but they weren't as big as the other two. The fourth season has received positive reviews so far. Um, And then now this fourth season, it kind of directly is, as far as we know so far, two two episodes in, it's kind of directly connected to the first season because uh, because of a couple things, uh, like names that are referenced. I think Matthew McConaughey's character's dad I believe makes an appearance. He's already made an appearance in the first couple episodes of the new season. So it, it so it it feels like it's kind like of connected. a callback. Well, or might even be. I think season four might be directly connected to season one. It's still a mystery. Okay. But that's what's good about these shows that they're like these shows kind of have a like a they're it's not supernatural so that we know of so far at least in the fourth season. But the first three were all spooky, dark, and then they had um they they. They just had a real oddball element, like a really spooky, scary. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's it's not horror, but it's almost horror. Uh, before developing True Detective, Nick Pizzolato, I'm gonna mess that name up but like five times. Uh, worked as a literature professor for the University of Chicago and the University of Southern, of North 
North Carolina at Chapel Hill and DePaul University. He also delved into fiction writing, having developed a fascination for it as a graduate student at the University of Arkansas. He first published work as his first published work was the short story be- collection Between Here and the Yellow Sea, released in 06, and the author published his debut novel Galveston four years later, around the same time as he began to branch out into the TV industry. Uh, intended to be Galveston's follow-up, Pizzolatto felt True Detective was more suited for film, and he shopped the novel around to two different to two TV executives. And once he secured a deal in 2010, he drafted six screenplays, including including the pilot episode of the first season. Um, he devoted another script for the series shortly after de- the departure of the Killings writing staff, uh, thanks to the support of anonymous content. And the final copy amounted to f- 500 pages, Oof. which was written without the aid of writing of a writing staff, so he, he smashed it out himself. Damn. Uh, by this time, Pizzolatto secured a development deal with HBO, and by April 2012, the network commissioned True Detective on an order of eight episodes. Mm. Set up as an anthology series, each season will feature different cast of characters and self-contained narratives in various period, time periods and locations. So it's kind of like the, like you said, you're right, like the other... It's kind of like, 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 like Fargo. Like Fargo. Fargo's a little bit, it's like a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say funny, but it's like crime, Drama anthology, but uh, but Fargo had bit, a bit of a more of a uh, kind of a like a Coen Brothers vibe. It okay, was kind yeah, of t- it, it's that times tongue in tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. great. It just a little bit. I don't want to say I don't want to say more fun, but it really was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because this is a lot darker. Uh, when preparing for season four, subtitled Night Country, the director and writer Issa Lopez chose to create a dark mirror of the first season where True Detective is male and it's sweaty, Night Country is cold and it's dark and it's female. Um, in season one, the first actor to be cast for True Detective was Matthew McConaughey, who de- acted as Detective Rustin Russ Cole. McConaughey came to Pizzolatto's attention for his performance in the 2001 thriller The Lincoln Lawyer and was contracted before the series was commissioned for by HBO. So he was already like ready to go and be up on it uh, to kind of make a move. Uh, he and Woody Harrelson were among the pool of candidates for Pizzolatto had in mind for the star billing. Although the actor who was to play Detective Martin Marty Hart, he later convinced Pizzolatto to cast him as Cole. Uh, instead, Harrelson was then assigned as that that character at McConaughey's request because uh, they're they're buddies too. They're good pals. Yeah, yeah. And that's in the, the in the fucking first season, them two bouncing off of each other. The 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 kind of like dynamic, the, the dynamic between them. Like for one, they're very different. They're not really friends, but they kind of play friends. But they're like adversary. It's 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 such a weird dynamic between the two of them. Um, it's it's something different to watch. Instead, Harrelson he pl- he played them, and then they brought in Michelle Monaghan as the female lead as Maggie Hart, uh, while Michael Potts and Tori Kittles were given as the role as the detectives Maynard Gilbert and Thomas Papieni, respectively. Um, they played like cops that were investigating the the, the detectives down the road because it's it's like in different time periods. Yeah. Um, then uh, what do we got here? K- including Kevin Dunn as Major Ken Casada and Alexandria Daddario as Lisa Tragnetti. Daddario appeared in, f- in a four-episode arc as the court reporter, having an extramarital affair with one of the main characters. Her nude scene with Woody Harrelson attracted much attention. Oof. That is a fact, because uh, man, man, that nude scene—that might be one of the best nude scenes of all time. That that too. That she is, she's great. She was great in the show, but it, it, they definitely talked a lot about that. Gorgeous girl. I mean, just her, her eyes. Her, I, I really mean that. I, I swear to God, I mean that. Her eyes—they're just stunning. They're these like 
Blue. Ice, icy Blue. Icy Blue. Oh, okay. Icy Blue. It's crazy. Uh, Carrie Joy Fuga, Fuganaga was appointed as the director of True, True Detective's first season. He competed with Alejandro Gonzalez in, in a radio for The Possession. Um, Fuk, Fukunaga, Fukunaga uh, conducted research with the real-life homicide detective of the Louisiana State Police Department's uh, Criminal Investigations Division. The director brought on Adam Arca and a couple other people to kind of work throughout. Um, even then, that guy, uh, he's actually Fukunaga. He is currently, I think, one of the main directors of Masters of Air, which just debuted on Apple TV, uh, which is kind of like a continuation of the Band of Brothers in the Pacific. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen those. You ever see those? No, no. Band of Brothers, they're like uh, World War II epics. True stories about different groups, like uh, uh, Band of Brothers was about Easy Company, but the Pacific was about the Pacific uh, Theater of War, and then this most recent one's like about the B B B seventeen bombers. Okay. Those guys in the Flying Fortresses. That, so that that guy's got he's got a good good record on that first season that's what like put him on the map mm. uh season two he, rachel mcadams was the lead in season two i won't get into too uh, too deep into that one it was good it's worth watching if you like the show itself um again that one had vince vaughn and and um and who was the other guy calvin farrell the, the, it was solid it wasn't as good as the first season season three was good too again it, it was it was interesting they they they, they both play with time um and they're just like interesting mystery uh like um thrillers for sure uh, Jodie Foster stars in this one, the newest one. In March of 2022, it was reported that she w that the Night Country was in developed with with Issa Lopez, writing a pilot episode with Barry Jenkins as a producer. Lopez would also direct the pilot, uh, and it did move forward. Um, and I don't want to get too deep into it so because it it, yeah, because it's still going right now, and it's 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 really good. Um, the first season again, which is the main one that I would suggest you start with. It received widespread critical acclaim and with several naming it the best, like a couple of the award shows named it the best television drama of that year. Mm -hmm. um, it's got great, like 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it got, I think McConaughey won that year for a couple different like acting acting awards. I don't know if it was Golden Globes or Emmys, but he, he, he killed it. All the reviewers from Daily Beast, Atlantic, The Daily Telegraph cited True Detective as the strongest show in recent memory. Um, it's 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 got it's got accolades from everywhere. Um, that first that first damn season is so good. The ensemble performances, namely McConaughey and Harrelson, were frequently mentioned in the review of the show. Um, and Robert Bianco in USA Today wrote that when the duo met, wrote, the USA wrote that when the duo met, they even exceed they even exceeded occasionally the enormously high performance expectations of the golden age of TV acting. So this is coming at a time when people really still believe in like Breaking Bad and uh, The Wire and yeah. uh, and The Sopranos. You know, this came in hot. Um, the show itself, I can't, I can't like, like, uh, I'm a horror movie guy. I like horror shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I like how this kind of rides the, um, rides the line, the line of, of like, of horror and, and, uh, and just regular like, like drama. Crime. Yeah. Regular crime drama. Yeah. Um, I, this, this season's weird. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to take it. Cause it's a little bit supernatural. Um, yeah, like X Files a little bit. Nah, I mean uh, th this new one a little bit. The 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 tone of the show. Yeah, the newest one, season four. Yeah, but that could like uh, in the first season it had something similar to that too. You didn't know if it was supernatural. You knew it was about a serial killer, but it and it and it got into weird stuff about kids and st you know uh, like as in like dark truths of of 
the United States and I guess the world as a whole. The one, the one, this season, currently season four is actually taking place in Alaska, and it's taking place during um, the the, uh, the thirty days of night that they have. You know, how, like oh yeah, no, yeah. you know when how you they see the. No, no, not not the, like in. You ever see? You never seen that movie, Thirty Days of Night? Is that with the vampires? Yeah, yeah, I but love that movie. That's during that, like you know, they had Thirty Days of Night, is yeah. because that's Alaska has goes through Thirty Days of like sun. I, I don't know the the rundown. Some weird, yeah, yeah, some weird pattern. Because they have to, because they're on one specific side of the earth, so then they get they. That's what they get. They get just like lots of darkness. So that's it's a creepy way to kind of add this the show like to use that 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 in and of itself the darkness in the city is kind of a character. That was a great movie too. Thirty Days of Night. I love that. But uh, but yeah, man. If I could just uh, if I could recommend anything for you th- this particular week because it's still ongoing because it's in the mix, uh, definitely definitely go watch True Detective. Start with season one, um, and honestly, my recommendation would be go into season one and then even tr- start jumping into season four because they they do feel like they connect a bit. They're like it's like it's a spiritual successor or the spiritual sequel to the first season. Killer no. stuff, killer stuff. That I, sounds I, interesting. Yeah, definitely something to go check out. Go ahead and d- do yourself a favor if you got Max. Ow! Boom! Make that happen. Ow. Yeah. In your face. Yeah, it's, it's on Max. Yeah, it's on Max. You you're not a fan of? Did you like uh, Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's classic. Silence of the Lambs, and then what was the one after that? Uh, there was a couple after that. What do you mean, like the movies? Yeah, that were that's the same. Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. Like Hannibal was one of them. Hannibal. Because it's based off that character, yeah. Hannibal, and then the Red Dragon. Red Dragon, I saw Red, Red Dragon. Dragon. With, that was with Ed Norton. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I think in Hannibal, it's supposed to be the same character. Mm-hmm. It's uh, who played her? Julianne Moore, I think, p- picked up that uh, that same. Yeah, the, that they're, the they're based they, on books. They cut that dude's head open, and then they, yeah, that was that was that was Hannibal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was interesting. That was Ray Liotta too. Ray Liotta. They they cut a rest good fella's head open. Yeah, rest in peace. Cocaine Bear was pretty good too. That was his last yeah. movie. Oh, he was in that. I heard. Yeah, I yeah. heard that's a good movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, d- directed by Elizabeth Banks. I thought she did a great job. Because yeah. I think the other movie she directed, she directed uh, Pitch Perfect, The Pitch Perfect, all of them, I think. And so it was a good change of pace for her. I saw that movie in the theater, and it was just funny to see uh, those kids. Like, at one point, the kids are like, kids are like, I've done cocaine before. And they're like, what? And she's like, all right, do it. She tells the other kid, and then the kid's like, there's a funny movie. Like, he takes a knife. He, like, he had plunged the knife into the packet. Mm-hmm. And you you think the kid's gonna sniff it or something? He just and he just eats it. He's like, because he didn't know how to. He didn't. He yeah, 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 yeah. It was fucking hilarious. But there was just it was that movie was just bizarre, fucking wild, wild. And wild is what I got for my pick for music. Wild, wild, wild. Um, they just dropped a new song with Tame Impala this week on a Wednesday, oddly enough. And who I'm talking about today is one oh, of the big, shit. better electronic music duos is Justice. Justice, Justice, Justice. I love these guys. Justice. They are a French electronic music duo mm-hmm. consisting of Gaspard Auger. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. A-U-G and then yeah. E with the apostrophe. And Xavier de Rosne. Justice is known for incorporating strong rock influence into their music and image. Mm-hmm. The band's debut album, Cross, which is fantastic, was released in June of 2007. To critical acclaim, the album was later nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Electronic Dance Album and came in at number 15 on Pitchfork's Top 50 Albums of 2007. 
and number 18 on Blender's 25 albums of 2007. It was nominated for the shortlist prize, losing out to the remainder by Feist, and the band's remix of MGMT's Electric Feel won the Grammy Award for Best Remix non Recording Non-Classical. Uh, in 09, it was announced that Justice would be moving to uh, WGM Atlantic's newly relaunched Electra labels, and the band repeatedly started to work on the second album, uh, reportedly started to work on the second album in mid-2010. Uh, the single titled Civilization was released in March of, of 11, and the band released its second album, Audio Video Disco, in October of 2011 as well. Uh, the following was the, the fo they followed it with a live album titled Access All Arenas, and then they did a third album, Woman, through their Facebook page. It's crazy. Uh, and it was later released on November 18th of 2016. The band won Grammy Award for Best Electronic Dance Album with their album Woman Worldwide, which we'll play a bit of today. That's probably like, it's one of the better, they remixed a lot of their stuff on that album. And I feel like that album, they went and toured it heavy. I, I, I've seen them a couple times. Uh, Justice first produ produced tracks together for Music Color Vision's Hits You Up, uh, concept compilation where tracks were designed to sound like they were meant for the Eurovision Song Contest. The compilation included two of their songs, a track by Augie's Alter Ego, and Justice first came to prominence through its 2003 remix of Simeon's track, Never Be Alone. Uh, but up, but up, but Okay, so I'm just gonna kind of like remix move. DJs. Uh, kind of no, but they do make their own shit though. Okay. Then their own shit is is killer. Uh, after the original release of We Are F We Are Your Friends, which is kind of a electronic um, like anthem, Justice worked on remixes for French groups for Victorious Bliss, Scenario Rock, and Gambit, as well as for larger mainstream act, larger mainstream acts such as Britney Spears and NERD. <gasps> Fat Boy Slim Fat Boy and Slim. Daft Punk. They're, they're very reminiscent of Daft Punk because they're both French like house bangers. Mm -hmm. uh, Justice's first solo single, Waters of Natheris, was re was released on Ed Banger Records in September 05. Um, and then they just worked with a bunch of people at that point. Um, Cross is one of their best albums, I'd say. Um, I, I'm a big fan of it. We're going to cover some of it uh, and we're going to jump into it. I don't want to go to their whole... Um, whole history but i will say that they appeared as live uh they appeared as they appeared on live pa at mm -hmm. the 2007 park live actor festivals um 2008 at the coachella festival that year so this is right when they released their first album they're starting to get into the festival um circuit their live uh, their live experience is really really cool um eventually where i caught them i caught them down um in 2012 right after they released one of their other albums uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna shuffle through some of this stuff, but um, in let's let's go to like '09 and Justice played 2009 New Year's Eve in Chicago at the Congress Theater, well, well over 4,000. So they were kind of building their success. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and da -da -da -da, they released their album, but uh, I'm gonna kind of shoo over to here in March of 2012, which is kind of when I started to catch them. The band played the main stage at Ultra Music Festival, obviously one of the biggest music festivals in, in the States, uh, maybe the world. Uh, the duo played many of its hits from its critical acclaim album Cross, as well as new tracks from Audio Video Disco. And in April of 2012, Justice was also a headlining act at the Coachella Music Festival, which I caught them. Um, Justice, uh, now on that one, I'll tell you this, even then, they, they performed right before Dr. Dre and Snoop so that Sunday, because they were, because you always want to get a good EDM act to headline at least on the main stage, right? Uh, each of the days. Yeah. So I mean, I saw Swedish House Mafia on that main stage. I saw Cascade on that main stage. Um, they had a lot to kind of come up, especially because they were going to lead into Dr. Dre and Snoop, and that that 
Tupac hologram, all that shit. And Justice did not disappoint. They came with heat. It started out as like a small, like it started out as like a like. A, you know what? I want. I'm gonna shuffle down real quick because I got. Well, there's one thing that I did want you to go over a little bit. What? That they worked with Anthony Kiedis. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They they worked with a lot of like ro- like rock uh, rock oh, acts. Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, uh, oh yeah, and right before that, the, and and that was in June of 2008. The Sun announced that Justice was chosen by Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers to produce the band's follow up to Ar- Stadium Arcadium. So they they worked and was quickly corrected as Ed Banger manager Pedro, as Anthony Kiedis had only stated he was he was a fan of Justice, not preparing for the collaboration. Justice revealed they had done a mix for Dior Homie Summer 2009 fashion show, much like Daft Punk did for Louis Vuitton in 2007. But that makes a lot of sense too, because that's their vibe. Yeah, yeah. So they were gonna work with him. I guess that he just said that he was a big fan of him because they do they do bring a lot of uh, rock vibes even to their yeah. show to their main show. Um, so this is definitely like a Daft Punk. Yeah, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! For sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip real quick yeah, to yeah, something here. Sorry and, about that. Yeah, no sure. no no worries. The, like the equipment. So th- this is why I talk about in their live show. Apart from the disco and funk influences of the electro house, Justice's style has some heavy metal influence. That Justice combines cut up or slapped bass lines with compressed and distorted synth sounds, which mm. we're gonna hear right now. Mm. Each of the studio albums have been accompanied by a live tour, each having its own live equipment setup. The equipment changes from tour to tour, but has remained centered on Ableton Live. Uh, the cross okay. the across the universe tour, the main one, ha- had uh, an Apogee ensemble recording interface, a mm. Power Mac 5G5 computer, Cube Ars and Cube Cube Bass Cube Bass mm. sorry and Garage Band yeah uh, and the live equipment was a Korg Radius three yeah. Jazz Mutant Lemur input devices mm. two MacBook Pros running Ableton wow a Korg Micro Korg uh, uh, a KMPD twenty four a Korg zero eight a Moog Mini Vo- Mooney, Mini Moog Voyager yeah. and a Pioneer DGM eight so these guys see this is what I love from what I'm hearing from them because of course that's the same thing not just Regular DJs that have a yeah. prepaid place. It no, they're, they're actually, exactly. Actually, this is what I yeah. This is why I brought that up. Cause, nice, because they because they it's not it, like you know you go see an EDM DJ. Yeah, I want to say seven times out of ten, it's them. De- they're probably DJing. I'm sure some of them don't, but de- some of them they've already disclosed. Pre, yeah, yeah, yeah the, 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 pre pre recorded thing because all of, that shit. because of the lights they have to. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Burp. <laughs> My bad. Uh, that was unplanned. That's good. Uh, but <laughs> but yes. No, you're right. That's why that their their live show is is it, that's why it's fun to watch them live. When I saw them do their thing, As a matter of fact, when I saw them live in 2012, mm-hmm. it started with just those two dudes on the stage, and they had it was like a, a wall of speakers and a cross in the middle because that's their thing. Oh wow! But the speakers slowly as the as the show progressed they it they kind of they slid out and they they maneuvered into different um like configurations and by the end of the set it was fully open and you were just and they had lights and production and all that shit behind it too Jesus. but it was just bananas like it was something to behold yeah um yeah i mean it's 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 craziness now with all that said um i, I won't get into all their touring and all that stuff but yeah. but the last time i saw them was at Lollapalooza in Chicago. They they headlined one of the stages. I think it was on Sunday, uh, so they were they were closing out the damn show because they should. They, they're they're an act that's hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, on that tour, they were promoting the the release of Woman World the Woman Studio album. It marked a an, another evolution of the live show to incorporate more stage lighting, employing minimal video effects, 
and moving light fi fixtures while remaining true to the refusal to rely on video or lighting effects as the primary focus of the performance. But the Women Worldwide Tour would be the first tour not using Valentine as the, at the center of the stage. However, the signature cross motif was incorporated into the lighting suite. The audio rig for the Women Worldwide incorporated a wide number of analog synthesizers, so they were actually synthesizing it there and then, mm -hmm. involving seemingly more manual performance and interaction from Justice themselves. The Women Worldwide equipment included two Moog sub fatties, two Moog Voyagers, one uh, XL, a Roland TB3, a TB03, and Akai LPD dash or LPD8, mm -hmm. among other miscellaneous effects, pedals, MIDI keyboards, and other control surfaces. Some appearing to be custom made. A Native Instruments Control S Series keyboard was also seen in a televised performance. Um, so yeah, again, fucking th these uh, yeah, fucking equipment, uh, uh, equipment, and and they're doing, they're just putting so much shit to, they're throwing so much at you. Yeah. So, with all that said, on their first album, one of their famous, most famous songs is... Dan oh, you know what? Actually, before we even do that, yeah. we'll get into their history right now. But okay. they have a new uh, new song out with uh, Tame Impala uh, called One... I believe it's One Night, All, all Night. But just Daft Punk... And, not Daft Punk, sorry. Uh, uh, Justice and Tame Impala. You want to play it? Yeah, just throw, throw a little bit of that. It starts so hard. It starts so hard. So hard? No, I mean the song's called uh, a day something. I think it's called <laughs> all day, all night. But the, but you'll you'll see, it starts crazy. Ah, uh, you, you were gonna say pause. Yeah, I knew it. Hit oh, hit yeah. me with it. Where are you? Where are you? Hit Where me are you? with it. Gotta be at the top. It's it? gotta be at the top of their at the top of their list. Not gonna say list, but Spotify. Gotta love Spotify. But it's uh, justice and team. There you go. Oh, it's because they have one night slash all night. I thought it was one night and all night. The way they lit, they put it together. Here you go. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Cindy, Cindy and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's obviously Kevin Parker from Tim Paul. They're about to, they're about to, they're on the Coachella lineup this year. I'd love to see whatever the fuck they, I, but I'm, I'm, yeah. Who, Tame? Tame Impala? Justice. Oh, Justice. Headliners. It's gonna be an amazing show. Some shit with them. 
Let's go with their one of their off their first album. The first three songs I'm going to play, our first four actually, are going to be off. Yeah, so start with dance. Everybody knows dance. One, two, three, four, five. It's coming. It's oh seven night. So far, I can definitely see like Daft Punk, but oh, yeah. I think these guys are a little bit funkier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they tried Daft Punk got eventually. They got they went down that road, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But they've evolved on their own. They, yeah, they've been they've been kind of on their own track. Now, just because we're gonna hear these songs again shortly, hit me with Phantom. Because again, they remixed. They, this is a big one too. Everybody knows this one too. Songs like these too, it's like it's that you gotta kind of go through the whole thing, but because it 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 changes, it morphs throughout the damn song. There's so many change-ups. Weird synthesis, shit. distortion. Phantom 2. Why is it running like Dead Mouse? It's kind of in that, yeah, it's in that same ballpark for sure. They performed it like big EDM events too. I mean, they're, they're EDM, but they but they have they have more to it than Stead. This is 07. Dead Mouse is definitely after 07. I'm sure it's influenced. I'm sure he knew of them. I think that that must have been around for a while. Yeah, because when he when he, was that ghouls and ghouls and goblins, he did a bunch of shit like that. The famous one, Day of the Dead, or, or no, no, no. I'm talking about um, Dead Mouse's ghouls, ghouls and goblins. Uh, this reminds me of it. Oh, you mean um, you mean uh, I know, like, 
know what I'm talking about. Ghost and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ghosts and goblins. That was a game. <laughs> that was a good game, actually. Yeah, it reminds me of it, though. All right. All right. Let's move on to Genesis. Okay. Hold on. Oh, this is a live album. Hold on. Is it? I thought it was on the first one. Is it? Yeah, or, unless I'm not seeing it. Genesis? Oh, shit. It's the first one. Stupid. Yeah, this is bad. Wow. Sounds like some shit. You will not survive. For like Pharaoh Munch. Yeah. Simon says, get the fuck up. Yeah, this is epic. You can hear the chops. Like when it starts kick, like clicking. Is I think on one of the, I think it's on the either the Audio next album. Video? Yeah, no, maybe the third album. Okay. Woman, but just just safe and sound. Just safe and sound. Not not off w, world, woman worldwide. We're gonna get there. Yeah, I've seen, I, I saw it. Access safe and sound. Safe and sound. Live. What the fudge? You could probably do it. You could probably do a live one. Oh here you go. I found it. Soft woman. Yeah, you're right. Safe and sound. Some believe in dreams and some believe in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Safe and sound. Yeah, there you go. Good, good song, too. <laughs> 16, guys. 2016. I just love bringing up old. To them, it's older. To us, is fucking. Well, I mean, I know I know a couple of younger folk that even. I'm, I just like, I went back and listened to Sabbath and different other like, oh, yeah. rock and shit. So, some, some kids would go back and. And try to find gems. Dad, like Dad these, you're listening gems. to the classical shit, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> classical shit. Metallica. <laughs> it's kind of like class. Yeah, it's, some of that shit's getting played on you know the classic rock stations now for sure. <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. The mixing has gotten so much better right. too. And I love that we're gonna go from this into the woman worldwide version. Watch this. This is all remix, huh? This is the this is the beginning. Yeah.
some instrumentation in yeah, some so dope. You can hear the growth from the oh, first yeah, album yeah, to sure. the yeah. It was simpler, they added more, try to other little elements that made it this smooth. took all that and so we just heard safe and sound give me the woman worldwide version of this which is probably one of my favorite songs in these guys you might want to go up like one notch on the volume this is max as it goes is it all right there you go that works there you go this one goes hard very much so it takes, a while. it takes a while to get into it, though. And I think when I seen them in 2018 at, at Lala, they they started with this. They start the they start the set. With this. Boom. start the front is fucking dope and it's them just I think it's them live I bet you they just got in a fucking studio and said let's go let's let's spin this shit around Oh, 
the like the guitar in the back. Back left. Genesis fans, I'm only gonna do three off this album, but they're good. They're good. Like you already heard the dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah. You already heard that part. Yeah, but this is mixed better. Yeah. yeah. And it's well, but this this one incorporates Phantom. It's gonna take those two songs and smash them together. Together. Yeah, definitely mixed, but mixed okay. way better. Because even then, the first the first three or four we played, they're, they're lower, they're not mixed yeah. well. You, know? you can but hear like everything. different they are. Yeah. Also, another thing, technology. It's 11 year gap. 2007 to 2018. Yeah. You know, it was more computers, so there's more shit, more yeah. stuff you can do. 
by merging both sounds to one. Yeah. Haven't even dropped in Phantom yet. That's they great. will. They will. Coming. Sounds one of their best songs, and then they they ended they ended this album. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, in 2018, this is what they would end their shows with. It's this mix of dance, fire, and safe and sound.
WRT. Oh shit. 
again. <laughs> I'm falling, I'm falling. What's that re- reverse? Uh, what was that one, right? Oh, yeah, uh, not the reverse one. Was the glasses, yeah. For Halloween. Can't do them anymore, man. Just can't do them. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Alright, you can slide on out of it. That's that's that wild ass shit. Justice, justice. I can't Fuck I can't yeah, I can't recommend them enough. Uh, I'm Fuck sad that yeah. again, I've seen them multiple times. They're amazing live. Um, I, they're, they're going to be at Coachella this year. <laughs> they're going to be at Coachella this year. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go because the lineup is not that hot. But Ooh. there are some things that are dope in there. There are some things that are dope. Um, they bring a rock element. You know, I, I like the one one of the critiques that I, I have of Coachella is there's just not as much rock as they used to. Yeah, you know, that's kind of it. Sucks. I, I, like this year, I think No Doubt's coming back, which is kind of rock. There's some stuff. That Deftones are going to be there. Oh yeah, Deftones um, are coming back. You know, you gotta respect. You gotta respect uh, the. Uh, what else have I seen that they're on tour? Now uh, Sublime. Too. Well, Sublime's gonna be at Coachella as well, but it's yep. Sublime with. It's now just Sublime because it's Bradley Knowles' kid. That's yeah, what, and we'll he sounds a, like him. Yeah, we'll do a Sublime episode at some point. That's one of my fucking favorite. Sublimes. Bands. Yeah, oh, I love Sublime. Bro, but I almost brought him up, but uh, one day we will yeah, because we will. I got a lot. To, we could we could do a whole episode just on Sublime altogether. I know all the first album. I know fucking from front to back. Like I can sing it to the whole heart to oof, the whole the whole damn thing. But uh, you know, you gotta respect those. Those those OG rock bands, yeah. as as in this case, oh, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is what you're bringing to town, huh? Yeah, that's why I told you to go back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what? Anthony Kiedis was a huge fan of Justice. Yeah, and I'm sure they're a huge fan of him. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I decided to do Red Hot. Um, you know, you guys are normally known for me doing like some R&B or, you know, some other stuff. But I was like, you know what? I did. Uh, what did I do last time? Um, you did uh, Clash. No, you did the Clash, but yeah. you, the the very last one you did was the one the one for the was El El Jefe. Oh yeah, El Alpha. El Alpha. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today I'm bringing Red Hot Chili Peppers. Why? Uh, um, I was driving and I heard their most famous song ever, and I was like, you know what? I they got like, a lot of most famous songs ever. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, and um, it was definitely in a uh, when I got. I know they've been out for a while, and I've always liked their music, but when I really got into them is when my daughter was born in 04. What is that? I don't, it's just my homie, the guy, because I, I found out I was having a kid, and my homies are like, well, they're hiring at my job, and it was a restaurant, and he would pick me up to go work, and that's all he would listen to. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Right. So I was like, you know what? And at that point, it was still CDs out there, guys. CDs were still <laughs> a thing, burning CDs. So I was like, you know what? Let me give me some. Let me give me some red hot chili peppers. Burn me a, uh, yeah. A couple discs here, and then I even made the the. I even have the printer thing so I can make the labels oh, on it. Yeah. yeah, that's intense. Yeah, man, I'll show you later. That's um, funny. So yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers are an American rock band formed in L.A. In, L.A. And yep, two compromising vocalist uh, comprising of vocalist Anthony Kiedis, bassist Flea, Ooh. drummer Chad Smith, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guitarist John. I was I was reading this name over and over, and I don't. I'm sorry, guys. John Frusciante. I'm guessing. Sounds right. Their music incorporates elements of alternative rock, funk, punk rock, hard rock, hip hop, and psychedelic rock. Their eclectic range has influenced genres as funk metal, such as funk metal, rap metal, rap rock, and new metal. Mm-hmm. With over 120 million records sold worldwide, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are one of the best-selling bands of all time. Big headliners. It, it, yeah. To get them is is a is a tough thing to get. Like they're, they're amazing. Yeah, they hold the the record for most number one singles, 15. Most uh, most cumulative weeks of number uh, number one ninety one most top ten songs twenty eight on the Billboard alternative songs chart 
They have won six Grammys, were inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame in 2012, and in 2022 received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, oh. Red Hot Chili Peppers were formed in LA by Keith Flea and guitarist Hillel Slovak and drummer Jack Irons due to commitments to other bands. Slovak and Irons did not play on the band's 1984 self-titled uh, debut album, which instead featured guitarist Jack Sherman and drummer Cliff Martinez. Slovak rejoined for their second album, Freaky Stali, in 1985, and Irons for their third, Uplift Mofo Party Plan, in 87. Irons left after Slovak died of drug overdose in June of 1988. Rest in peace. Uh-huh. With new recruits for Shanti and Smith, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers recorded Mother's Milk and other and their first major commercial success. Yeah, that's where they got big. Yeah, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, man. Frusciante was uncomfortable with their newfound popularity and left abruptly on tour in 92. After a series of temporary guitarists, he was replaced by Dave Navarro, who appeared on the group's sixth album, One Hot Minute. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Although, of, of Jane's Addiction. Uh, of Jane's yes. Addiction. He's, he did multiple yeah, multiple did a, bands. A bunch of shit, yeah. although, although successful, the album failed to match the critical popular acclaim of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Frusciante and Keita struggled with drug addiction throughout the 90s. In 98, following Navarro's departure, Frusciante rejoined the band. Yep. And the seventh seventh album, Californication, which is where they got massive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, even more. Be- became their mo- biggest su- commercial su- uh, success with 60 million copies sold worldwide. By the way, 2002, Stadium Arcadium, 2006, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and we're also successful. Stadium Arcadium was their first album to reach number one on the Billboard 20 chart. Frusciante left again in 09. Jesus Christ, to focus on his solo career, he was replaced by Josh Klinghoffer, Klinghoffer, who appeared on I'm With You. And the getaway before Frusciante rejoined again oh. in 2019, and they released their 12th and 13th album, um, Unlimited Love and the Return of the Dream Canteen in 2022. They're dope. They're, yeah, they're legends. Fucking. I'll be honest with you. I never. I know that they're. I've. I've obviously know a lot of their music. I, I don't think I ever got into them as much as I should have. That there's some bands that you just, they're just so massive. You know of them, but you just never had the time to like go in and, and investigate all their albums. Because look, I mean, look. They got what fucking seven, eight, nine, like more. They, they got, got like, more. Like t- maybe like ten. What is it? Total ten, fifteen. Oh, shit. One, Thir- two. No, actually, three, no. There you go. Thirteen. Four, thirteen. Five, it says six. the. Yeah. It's the the, thir- the most recent one is their thirteenth. I mean, that's a lot. And and there's gems probably in each one of them. Oh yeah, there's there's albums that you can just go from front to back. Yeah, like the two main ones are California Cation. California Cation, and, and, and by the way, is yeah. yeah, by the way, it's big too. Stadium Arcadium is good. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So the first song I'm gonna um, play is off actually off the getaway. Um, it's called Go Robot. I don't know if you heard this song before. It's good. It was one of their singles. Oh, I fucking love the song. Hear the funk in there. Just oh yeah. His face. And Anthony keeps with his, his fucking lyrics. Like what? What are you saying, bro? Yeah. I called the teacher cause I wanted to confess it now. Can I make the time for me to come and get it? Bless the mouth. She spoke to me in such a simple and decisive tone. Her sweet admission left me feeling in position. I don't take these things so personal anymore. I have not heard the song. And I have it was a singing off this album. I fucking love it. This yeah. is awesome.
crazy and amazing. <laughs> I just love his writing. It's like yeah, yeah, it's, 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 ah. got, it's like melodic. It goes perfect with the song, but it's also like deep and odd. Yeah. Off the single, off the, the getaway album. Let's go. Um, I'm not gonna play the next one yet, so okay. I'm gonna go straight to. Dude, I've never seen like I've I know there's billion streams out there for certain artists, uh-huh. but like the top three of this band, Red Hot Chili Peppers, all over a billion streams. Oh wow, over a billion? A billion? Shit. Yeah, it's over a th- it's past a billion. It's a billion. Damn. Of course, this one. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's heard this one. Everybody's heard. I love this song. Can't stop a dick. That's what he does. It's him. He does the vocals or the vocal. Ah, oh, the background. So if you hear backgrounds, it's him. Or them. I love that part. Right here. 
come to Yo Wait a minute Some like reggae Like they put all the genres into one record That's cool. You can hear all the influences that, 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 on their walk. Speaking of that walk of fame, like George, oh, George Clinton just got his. He he uh, name dropped them. He was like, you know, uh, I appreciate that all the guys like Dre and Snoop and such and such. And he got he's like Red Hot Chili Peppers. They all quote say that I had an influence on them. You could hear it. You like there's it. just so much. They're from LA, baby. Yeah, West Coast. West Coast, and that's why Californication, baby. Ooh. Great. That that album. Yeah. Yeah, I've yet to see them live. I know I got a couple friends that saw them at the Coachella, I think 2015 or 2016. Psychic spies from China try to steal your mind's elation. And little girls from Sweden dream of silver screen quotation. And if you want these kind of dreams, it's Californication. That's crazy. Chilling in my homie's neighborhood, in the uh, living room, playing this song, drinking a 40 of Mickey's. Good old Mickey. Their drummer is like the hardest hitting drummer out there. Like he hits his drums like the hardest. Man, I guess you can hear that. He knows, right? It shows, right? He's playing hard. Will Ferrell's uh, doppelganger. Yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> like him. I mean, yeah, at one point they did like a, like a side by side. Yes, I was about to say that. That shit was funny. Yeah, okay. Like, Will Ferrell in his hand. was like, what the hell? Yeah. Chats with that. What's his like? Yeah. Somber Classic Classic This one <sighs> By the way Standing in line To see the show tonight And there's a light on Heavy glow By the way I tried to say I'd be And then there's been a lot of uh, DJs that have remixed it This song usually gets mixed into like a EDM uh, so many songs, just like they do Nirvana, but this song gets mixed in a bunch of Fleas, fleas, masterful. Fucking fleas. Fingers must. Yeah, right? He, he's, he must, he lost his feeling of his fingers oh, years, years ago. At least the fingertips. Yeah. Sick ass calluses. Yeah. Like, 
I want that lifestyle, like be a rock star and still be able to go. Like he probably goes to the grocery store and be like, "Yo, what's up, Fleet? Hey, yo, hey, the limo." Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And you, you've been in a bunch of movies and shit. Too. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, he's in the Big Lebowski. That's right. Different styles in yeah. one song. No, yeah. they're, they're masters. These guys are amazing. For real. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Oh man, these guys are just killer live. They must be so badass live. Yeah, yeah. If you guys listen to this episode, go back, go fucking listen to everything we're playing, and of course, we got to play it. The LA anthem. And it fucking really, it's the really the LA anthem. Oh. Lay back, smoker. Smoke a fat one Alright Yeah it's kind of What it was made for For sure Yeah Just to reminisce Party 
pool party. Everybody knows this one. Everybody, most people can sing along with yeah. it. Yeah. Summertime. I picture your pool. Mm-hmm. I think I've played it more than a few times, right? Cannonball, somebody cannonballing. <laughs> Some masada on the grill. Some masada on the grill. A beer on hand, in hand. Ice cold beer. Ice cold beer. Hey, hey, stop running around the pool like that, bro. <laughs> You're going to fall. You're going to fall. <laughs> My house insurance only goes so much. <laughs> I want that liability. Yeah. Take me to the place I love. Take me all the way. The art of writing, songwriting, master. Yeah. He's such a cool dude, too, yeah. right? Yeah, he seems like a real chill. Scandal noted. Part also. Well, that's the whole song, but this part is sick, super dope. If you guys listen to the song, you'll see Anthony running, running his old Anthony with the long ass hair. Fucking classic, bro. Yeah, it's a good song. They're dope, man. LA, LA, baby. Yeah, that's why they're dope too, because they're West Coast. They represent it. And they represent good, it well. Good, good representative, and and they're still they're still going. They're still going. They're they're uh, they're headlining uh, uh, one of the nights at Bonnaroo. I think Saturday night at Bonnaroo. Again, more, when it comes to like festivals, that's why I like to see so like they're at least they're still a rock band. There's still some epic rock bands that are coming out there, and, and they're coming out. They're coming out. Oh, Bush! That's what I was talking about. I wouldn't push it. Bush is on, but I'm saying Bush is they're on tour again. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're coming out. I just, I just out. see. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just see, he was just on the, some podcast that the, the dude from Bush, Gavin. Yeah. And again, the, his ex-wife. How can you be. fumble that? You fucking idiot! What, what happened, Ooh. Gavin? Gavin Rosdale fumbled it. Gwen Stefani. What about it? They were married. Oh they? yeah, he fumbled yeah. it. Well, I'm sure shit happens, you know. I'm sure she went good. to a country singer. She did. Yeah, her new dude is that country singer guy. Uh, big big one too, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure they got their. There's a. I'm sure there shit happens that. Who knows what happened on the back she end? She's like stick. She's like, stick a finger in my butt. Like, All right, this is over. Yeah. Do you think that was that's what <laughs> ended their marriage? <laughs> they got kids and shit too. Yeah, they know they got two of them. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, the great great band, amazing band. 
These guys, so are, yeah, yeah, they're all great. Them. Go catch them. Actually, both both acts we're talking about yeah. are amazing live. Go go catch them. Catch them. Justice, Justice and Red Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, both on the circuit. If you're if you're uh, out, no matter where you are, you can probably catch them somewhere near, near you. Uh, they're they're tough. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I my buddy of mine went to. A, they did a show at the Palladium, Oof. where it was Beck and Thundercat. I think opened up. Too. Oh shit! Yeah, it was a hell of a show. I didn't go. I I didn't get a chance to go, but I would have. I fucking for sure would have, and I would have appreciated that. I love Beck too. Beck's, yeah, Beck is fucking yeah. Well, a lot of it's crazy to hear a lot of musicians now. They even older musicians are coming out now. Like Beck is the real deal. Yeah, he's yeah, one hundred percent. He's Beck, musician wise. He's. A I wonder if musician. I don't know if he's still a I don't know if he's still a Scientologist, but he was for a while. Nonetheless, I mean, it doesn't take away from his talent. It's yeah. like it doesn't take away from Tom Cruise being a badass. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's wild. But as we do, yeah. we slide on over to our next uh, segment here. Um, I brought an article in today that is regarding uh, Elon Musk and his new, or not his new company, but the company Neuralink. Elon Musk's brain implant company Neuralink fined for hazardous materials violation. I wouldn't doubt it. Elon Musk's brain implant company Neuralink has been in trouble with the federal government than more, more in more trouble with the federal government than previously (laughs) known. Uh, A Reuters report. A Reuters report published Friday says that the U.S. Department of Transportation recently fined Neuralink for violating rules governing the movement of hazardous materials. The DOT has since settled the matter, however, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, The violation was uh, reportedly unearthed via public records requests uh, for the DOT from an advocacy group for a physician's committee uh, of responsible medicines, so PCRM. The document is later being shared with and viewed by Reuters, who, who wrote the report. Uh, the PCRM have been able to have has been a persistent critic of Neuralink over how the company is attempting to create implantable brain computer interfaces. What the fuck? Uh, Elon Musk's Elon Musk Neuralink seeks volunteers for the brain trip. This is the so. Anyway, I'm not gonna get into the whole article. I just yeah, I, yeah, f- yeah. I found it interesting because if if you follow it, um, I mean I'm just I'm fascinated by that company as a whole. Uh, Neural, you're are you aware of what they're doing? Well, I've. I don't know. I didn't know the name of the company, but I know that Elon Musk was out there trying to put some computer chips in our brains. Yeah, he, I think they even did like a, they did certain experiments like with chimps uh, oh, wow. as well, putting them in a lot. None of them really survived either. They all died eventually. <laughs> but I'm sure you know that's that's kind of the nature of the beast to get something. You don't want to get a human put that shit in their brain. But that's crazy. That's that's bananas. That they're putting uh, they're putting a chip in your brain that's supposed to have you connect. That in, essentially you could connect to the internet directly. Uh, the the way Elon Musk said it in, in a few different interviews is that you'd you'd have the neural link in your head and you could technically be eventually down into the future. Who knows? Five to ten years from now, you could be talking without actually talking. You could be like doing like almost like psychic connection. Yo, this yeah, this is over. <laughs> the world is over. It's crazy. It's getting crazier and crazier. I heard, oddly enough, I heard another article. I was listening to a podcast this morning, driving in here, similar, similar to this, where they were talking about the decline that that uh, financial, like rich, high-powered uh, folks that are elderly, like let's say a Mitch McConnell, or like the reason it came up, the Pentagon released something saying that in the future there will be the possibility, and we have to be careful about. Elderly, let's say baby, baby, like let's say Feinstein before she died. Yeah, she didn't want to give up her seat. Right. for years. Oh, she passed away, huh? She died, but yeah. but the, the the Pentagon said that there's 
going to be, if there already isn't technology that will, that they can implant a chip in their brain that will help their motor functions. So even though they look like they're on death's bed like a McConnell, they can implant something in their brain to, to try to help them with their motor skills so they look like they're actually, you know, go, go doing okay. By that time, get the fuck out of Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Get like, what are you doing? You, how, are you, how are you in control of my, our laws? Get the fuck out. Exactly. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, but yeah. I mean, I find that, 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 that obviously these types of things are becoming more prevalent chips in your brain and, and connections to the internet right. I, I mean we're kind of cyborgs now as it is because we always have a phone in our hands so to speak yeah. or some kind of technology but it I mean this reminds me of fucking we're gonna at this point we're gonna be Terminator fucking we're gonna Judgment be Day cyborgs cyborgs Judgment Day the, 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 yeah Connor. cyborgs man technology come with me John Connor that was a great movie yeah it fantastic. is fantastic first and the second were awesome oh, yeah. everything after that was kind of weird yeah, but yeah, man, that's wild. And and of course, obviously, look, they're they're getting in trouble because they're 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 moving different kinds of materials. I'm sure they're going to have to do a lot of work to try to get this this. Uh, they they the director of that company was said Neuralink's violations once again reveal the company's sloppy, unsafe practices. Uh, Neuralink has struggled to live up to Elon Musk's grandiose statements about potential of his technology, with Musk claiming that the implants could someday do everything from helping paralegic people. Uh, walk to allowing users to see alternative realities. That's that's bold. Um, Acid, baby. That, yeah, right? That'll them see a different reality. Some DMT. DMT, yeah. And as recently as this past November, lawmakers have positioned to investigate Musk for fraud over his attempts to deny any monkey deaths related to neural Neuralink's earlier experiments. So that's, that's a great question. How involved is Elon Musk? Is it, is it just a company that he owns? Or is, a, oh, is he I'm, involved I'm, in decision-making? Oh, yeah. I'm like chairman, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing he's pretty pretty in, involved I bet all, all of these companies I think Tesla SpaceX and I think Neuralink uh, I don't know about the boring company anymore but those the, those three I feel like those are his like main ones yeah. and he's smart and you know the dude's a genius whether you like him or not he, he's definitely smart enough to kind of keep I think he got his fingers in all of them it's crazy it's crazy that we've gotten it's that far it's in technology his autism is fucking crazy yeah yeah it is uh, you, you, well you watch him talk when you see him in interviews and like he'll pause and you can tell he's thinking yeah like as opposed to just like blurting out something or having a regular conversation the guy's got a lot that's it's probably got to be a storm in his head it's got to be something that's just like, so many ideas and and that one of them being that he wants to push this oh he's a he's a big he 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 started the company that ha- that owns chat gpt he was a part of it he didn't start it mm-hmm. but he was a part of it in the beginning and eventually i think he he left but again he's got all these different fingers and and different technologies and it's it's crazy I mean, there's there's a lot of implications to if if this continues on. Eventually, I gotta imagine they're gonna keep uh, building this. Of course. And if not him, then somebody else is already working on something similar to it. Yeah. Well, as so, you can tell, you said them, and then now the other one where they can help them with their. Yeah, I mean, I, I w- if this if something like that can help somebody like walk again because their their brain's not, I guess they, the connections are gone or something. That's that's a good thing. There's good, but there's always what's the bad side? Yeah. Being, well, that's what I think. Automatically, if we're gonna be connected. Somehow to the internet or something like that, we can get shut down. Oh, yeah, you mm-hmm. put the, the, something to deactivate, like some type of bomb that's on. The, they they don't. We don't even know. Yeah, we really don't. Yeah, imagine if you had that in your head and then like, oh, well, you disobeyed me. Yeah, yeah, head right? explosion. Uh, oh well, let's hope it's not Suicide Squad. But the <laughs> oh yeah, could, yeah, like that. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you, I w- I wouldn't want to be the first or second or third generation to put that in my head. I don't know if I'd ever want to do that, no, but no, I'm guessing I'm guessing the four generations from now, in like you know forty to fifty years, that's probably going to be a normal thing. Putting some stuff Fucking in your head, Jetsons and shit. I, I mean, I don't know about yeah, no, maybe never know. We're we're getting to that time. We're getting to we're getting into strange territory. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. I don't think we'll see. I don't think our kids will see it. I don't think our grandkids will see it. I do think maybe. I don't know. I think grandkids. And we wouldn't make it that far because, you know, like, what's his name? Um, what's that guy? That guy's always into, like, the the planets and stuff like that. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. He was talking about, like, 2030-something. Yeah, there could be an asteroid that just come takes us out. Yeah. That's the thing. At that point. Let's hope, let's hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Talking. man. But all the more reason. You got to celebrate now. Celebrate while you can. Yeah, 36, what? I'll be like 50. Okay, I think that's about time. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out. Yeah. All the more reason. You got to appreciate your stuff now. Go go enjoy the art that we have out yes. there in the mix. Yes. Uh, check out True Detective. It is Oy. active at right now. It's going on. Yeah. Season four is, yeah. is uh, every Sunday on Mac. So go check it out if you're listening to this. Uh, Within, I think right now we're in January, end of January of, of 24. So track, yeah, try it. Shit. And of course, uh, again, festivals are out. This is festival season. We're, we're out there. Ow. Justice is going to be at Coachella if you're going to go over there. But ju- go check out Justice. Ow. Red Hot Chili Peppers are a given. That's, they're dope. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So Justice. Legacy Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. And then uh, just watch out. Don't be putting stuff in your brains. Not yet. Not yet. Let them test it out yeah. first. You saw what happened with Ray Liotta. Don't yeah. let that happen. He didn't put it in his head. Cannibal. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, good way to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Please yeah. keep on listening. We will be back as soon as we can. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you. And uh, as usual, be blessed.